0: Hello and welcome to the Breaking Freak Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Francis and today I'm very grateful and very humbled to bring you my third solo, my third solo show. might be my fourth solo show. I'm not too sure how many I've done off the top of my head but we'll put a link to the the videos and the audios of the last two, three or four solo episodes I've done so you can go away and listen to those if you're new to my show. If you are new to my show, welcome. Uh, very happy to have you part of this uh, journey. Uh, it's been a awesome journey starting this starting this podcast started at oh, about 13 14 14 months ago just from some people around me i said oh you have a really awesome voice and your story's worth sharing and you should start a podcast and talk to people and have conversations and talk about the stuff that 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 you're doing and the stuff that that you know and as this journey's progressed like this information is so so powerful and it is life-changing and to be able to uh, sit here and bring you this podcast for the last 12 months with 60 odd episodes now, it's been truly humbling. And I've, I thank everyone for tuning in and listening. And I've had some awesome guests. I've cried. I've laughed. Uh, I think I've had, I think I've shared every emotion on this show, even anger at times. I think I've gotten very, very passionate with certain topics, the school system being one of them. Um, yeah, it's just been awesome. And I think I've shared most of the layers of my onion to to my story and I'm very grateful to have pretty much just stripped it all back and you guys have gotten to know the true me and what was holding me back from doing something like this and writing a book and doing all these things that we can all do uh it's been truly truly humbling to bring you this 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 podcast I'm looking forward to the next 12 months the next few years um yeah got some big big plans for this show Going to look a little different in the next few months as well, which is very very exciting. Uh, just a quick little, it's a quick little thing I want to talk about now is my coaching as well. I do offer my self sabotage coaching. Uh, I also offer I offer Reiki as well. Uh, now Reiki attuned did my Reiki level two before I moved up here to the to the sunny coast. So um, yeah, I offer a, a wide range of things now. It's not just coaching; it's Reiki and just all sorts of things. We can just jump on a zoom and have a chat about what's going on with you. You don't have to pay anything or do anything. we can just jump on a Just jump on a zoom for half an hour. I can tell you what I do. You can tell me about yourself and what's going on in your world and how I can help transcend you and transcend your life uh, towards the better version of you that I already see. As soon as you come to me via zoom or, or in person, if you're on the, on the sunny coast, I see that version of you that's already quit those things that you wish to quit. I see that version of you that's already in that state of being better. So I help I help you remove all your shit through the questionnaire, all your shit basically, to get to the end result. And the end result is the life that you've dreamed of. And it's a beautiful journey and I look forward to sharing. And during those um, sessions, I share my journey with you. I share the things I've done. So you can learn from the the mistakes that I made to then transcend your life quicker. That's how this works. It's really beautiful. I've had clients help me in sessions, you know, they've, they've said something and it's like that hit home with me. So it's that energy exchange. It's not just me lecturing and telling you all these things and go and do this and do that. It's like, no, no, no. You help me. I help you. It's that's how this all works. And as we know with that system, the current system that we have here, it's so inverted, it's so not natural that you sit opposite someone in terms of a psychologist, therapist, whatever it is, and they're telling you to do all these things. And they hand you a a toxic, a toxic antidepressant, which I will put a link to the bottom. And you can read all about the antidepressants. The website's called CCSHR.org. There'll be a link to this down, 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 down the bottom. You can go away and have a look at this stuff and how toxic it is for us. You know, they hand you this stuff and say, here you go. You know, and then you see them out on a uh, Saturday night drinking, partying, doing the things that they've said you should stop doing. They're out there doing them themselves. It's like the things that I've done and the things that I've done, I've learnt from, I have now quit. And I believe that you need to walk the walk here. If you're out there and you're a coach or you're a therapist or you're yah, 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 and you're telling, giving people advice on things that they should do, well, I believe in your backyard, in your own life, you should be doing those things too. And that's how all this works. That's how we all grow. We all grow together. So anyway, that's another tangent. I was coming on here to talk about, what was I coming on to talk about? Relationships, um, some distraction stuff. So I wrote a blog last week talking about distractions. Uh, I'll put in there the top five, Top six distractions, so there'll be a link to that in the bottom as well. You we can go away and have, have a read of that. I just wanted to delve into, into that more. You know, all these things are here, like the computer, which I'm currently sitting on, you can use to build your best life and, and do creative things on. But the, like the computer games, the video games, the porn, the junk food, the alcohol, the cigarettes, the vape, all of these things, the phone, all these things are here to distract you. They're distractions, and they're also escapes. If you're if you're running away, like I used to do, I was the I was a Olympic sprinter at running away from myself and, and my pain for such a long time that I would use those distractions. TV being another one, I would use those distractions to numb my pain, to numb my reality, to numb my current feelings. If I was feeling stressed, angry, sad, lonely all those feelings, I don't want to sit there and, and feel them and deal with them. I'd rather go and grab a drink. I'd rather go and do something else. I'd rather go and find a woman and just have that casual sex. Or my biggest vice, which I often talk about, porn, I would just go and put a porno on and just do that for the two or three minutes that, to to just numb this, to numb this reality, to not, ever stepping foot into that and going, well, shit. This is why I do these things. This is why I drink. This is why I smoke. This is why I party. This is why I did all these things because I never wanted to sit with myself and understand why I did these things. I never wanted to unpack my onion that I I talk about. I never wanted to strip back my onion. I never wanted to go within, to go deep, to go, hey, shit, this is why I do the things I do. This is how I've been programmed from the TV to do these things. This is how I picked up these programs from zip, from in the womb to when I was seven, from the people around me. When we're in the ages of zero to seven, we are the most powerful, oh, powerful lack of a better term, but we're also the most, we pick up the most of our programs. So if our parents did these things that we do now and we saw them and heard them saying mean things, Drinking, partying, smoking. We pick that up and we do that. You know, if we saw our old man, our father's come home after a hard day and crack a beer. What do we do? If we saw that from the age of zero to seven on a repetition basis, this works on a repetition basis. It's like going to the gym. Same with the mind. It's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym, you do your, te- your three sets of 12, yeah? Three sets of 12, 12 reps. You do that day upon day upon day upon day and you build strength. Same the mind. If you saw your every night for seven, eight, 10, 15 years, you saw your dad, your mom, whoever, come home and crack open a bottle, have a smoke, talk negatively, think negatively. If you saw all of that, that is what you act out. Because at a at a deep level, we want to bond with our parent. We want to bond with our parents. That's the that's the bond. And if we saw them doing those things, then we're gonna do that too to bond with our parent. But then the layers start coming up. So then you start putting layers on it. Yeah, that little boy, that little girl wanted to bond with her parent or his parent. But then it's an escape mechanism. It's then, okay. What's going on in my life? What do we see in, in the movies on a repetition basis? When the breakup happens, the woman's got the got the glass of red wine in her hand and she's drinking, drinking away, and the men are down the pub chasing women. Getting, getting back on the horse, they say. That sinks into your mind on a repetition level. And that's what you act out if you don't have the conscious awareness of it. I was walking around without the conscious awareness for a very, very long time. As soon as I gained that conscious awareness of the things that I was doing, the movies that I was watching, American Pie, Stifler talking about his conquests and doing all this childhood, doing all this childish shit. I was doing that childish shit in my own life from ages 18 to 27. They get you through the TV, through your eyes and through your ears, programming. It's a repetition thing. As I said before, it's like going to the gym. It's the same with your mind. If you want to reprogram your mind, then fill it with things that are positive, but then don't just give up and be like, oh, I love you, whoever, whatever your your name is, and you say that for a couple of days and nothing changes. It's like you do that day upon day upon day upon day upon day and eventually things will start shifting and changing. It's the same with the gym. It's the same with the programs, It's the same with everything. It's the resilience, the patience, the discipline. We've lost our way in society. We've all lost our way. We've stopped being patient. We've stopped the discipline and the resilience to stick things out, to see things out because what do we see in the movies and the TV shows? People just give up. There's some good ones out there that that, that have the person that, that don't give up, but a lot of the times it's feeling sorry for yourself, drinking, partying, having casual sex. That's the programming. And we're always looking for a quick fix to our problems. So can the alcohol fix it? Can my doctor fix it? So we ha- See how we're handing our power away to an external figure to fix us? We've always had the power to fix ourselves. We can heal ourselves. We can we can fix ourselves, but that requires hard work, patience, resilience, and discipline, and that's something a lot of society struggle with. We struggle with the fact that sitting with ourselves and asking ourselves why we do the things we do, why we feel the way we feel, we all know on a subconscious level why we do these things, but it's unpacking that. It's unpacking the abandonment, the anger, the resentment, the frustration, the fear. The hate, the rage, the loathe, all of those things, you can unpack. It's all in here. It's all in here. I'm pointing to my head here if if you're listening on Spotify. It's all inside you. The answers are there. But we distract ourselves with pleasure. We chase fake dopamine hits to numb our reality because if we were to face our reality, we'd have to go back to that little child that was abandoned the little child that might have resented his, their parents. That little child that might have hate, anger, fear, sadness there from when they are in school. Getting up and talking in front of people at school is a fearful thing because they've watched people in the movies and the TV shows getting up in front and, and then make and then the uh, the audience making making fun of them. That sinks into a subconscious mind, right? That sinks in your mind if you're watching that on a repetition basis or you've seen the hurt that your friend went through when, when they were made fun of, or you are made fun of yourself, then you're never going to get up and speak in front of anyone because that little child that was made fun of is still there. It's blocking you from speaking. It's blocking you from doing the things that you came here to do. If that's something that went on in your life, that you were speaking up in front of people and you started or you, whatever and you were made fun of, you carry those things around whether you subconsciously know or whether you consciously know, but you carry those things around. And that's and that little child is what's stopping everyone from doing the things that they came here to do. We all had dreams as kids. We all had ambitions and goals and hopes. Unfortunately, as soon as you walk into that school system, most of the time, that's where they go to die. Because someone in there says you can't do something. And as soon as a child's told they can't do something, that hurts them on a deep, deep level. And then years later, they go back and they unpack that. And it's quite often I take clients back to the school system on a daily basis from the things that they were told in there, not from other children but from teachers and from adults, you know, and for me to change my perspective on that, I've shared this story a few times. And if you're new to this podcast, I'll share it again. My writing ability is the perfect example for this. For this right here, right now. So, teacher, I was playing with Lego on the floor. and It was a parent-teacher interview, and I was in grade prep, grade one or grade two, one of those junior key levels, right? I was in those age zeros. I think, oh yeah, I was in that. I was in that age bracket of six to seven. I heard it as clear as day. And I went back to this child last year, actually two years ago. And a teacher said, Oh, we don't even want, this is talking to my parents. Oh, we don't really want Nath writing about footy and James Heard. And this is AFL for those that are listening from outside of Australia, Australian rules football. I idolized the SM footballer called James Heard. When I was a kid, I used to write stories about him, but then I would write stories about me kicking the goal after the siren and being that hero and the crowd's cheering, the ball in my hand and the moment's mine and I make the moment. Like I used to write that stuff all the time, hero stories, and I used to write fantasy stories. And I used to make like on the computer, I used to make like comic books and like fantasy stories. One of them I've still got at home back in Victoria. It's like that's that was my writing ability there and they were really good. And this teacher said, we don't want Nathan writing about this stuff. We want him writing information reports or Whatever the other class was writing, just copying stuff on on the board, doing handwriting. And I didn't want to do that shit. I wanted to write about freaky stuff and um heroes and me being a hero. And that was what interests me. That was my passion. That was that was my drive. But it was taken away by one person. And that's the thing. We hold on to those things. If someone took it away, we hold on to it. But to shift that perspective. This is how I shifted it. And this is how you can too. If you're listening to this and you feel like you've been held back from writing, held back from dancing, held back from singing, held back from something that you were doing as a child and then stopped and have had thoughts of going, I want to go back into that. To shift that perspective and to shift that moment is that go back to that moment. So for me, I went back to that child and I told him this, and you can do this too. We can all do these things. We can all heal this part of ourselves. I went back to that child and I said, no, that's one person's perspective. There are 6 billion people on this planet. That's one person's point of view. That's one person's thought or opinion on what you can, should, and will be. What about your own? How do you feel? I asked that child, what do you want to do? How do you feel? That's that person's perspective. There's 6 billion people on this planet. If one person resonates with that, your job's done, brother. I said that to him. And then the Avalanche of Tears came because that child was validated. That was one person's perspective. 6 billion people live here someone, it's a one in six billion chance of someone resonating with what it is that you came here to do. Changed my perspective in a heartbeat. But then I said to that kid, I am you, you are me, we are one. We are going to write an epic comeback story. Come with me and I'll show you the way. I showed that kid a new story. We wrote that story together. That was my first book. Breaking Free, Teens and Young Adults Guides Are Overcoming Their Addictions. That book wrote itself in six weeks because that child was validated. He was heard, he was seen, he was acknowledged, he was valued, he was appreciated, but he was loved. That's how you can shift that. You can just imagine that scene, whatever it is, that's scary that you're numbing, you've been numbing for however long, you can go back and face that. You can go back and face that and tell it a new story. That version of you can tell it a new story. Super powerful. Completely changed my life. I wouldn't be sitting here recording this solo podcast if I hadn't done that. I wouldn't have written that book if I hadn't done that. I still would have had that kid there going, don't write, don't speak, because you're not worthy enough to do that that was the belief i had from that moment was you're not worthy enough to speak to write to to do these things because that was one that was that was one person's perspective on who on who i can be i had an awesome mentor tell me 2 years ago she said this Gina, hello she said nathan you can do and be multiple things you don't have to just be one thing hearing that hearing that that child hearing that changed changed my whole life it's like i can be a writer podcast host coach son husband father whatever it's like i can be and do multiple things I'm not just one thing and that's what that system programs you to be it programs you to be that one thing that one cog in a the system there's a reason why in the school system they want they 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 show you how to write resumes and cover letters they don't show you how to write a business plan to to do something for yourself they show you how to build someone else's dream working in a system, working in nine to five, doing something that you hate. Well, for me, when I was a kid, I hated school. I only used it as a social thing and to do PE in sport. See how they're training you in that system to do something you hate because then when you leave, you then go and do more things you hate. And that's how this system keeps going and going and going. Well, how about we jump off that? And do the things that we want to do and we came here to do. But then that then that involves self-healing. That involves going back to those moments in time where you were told you weren't worthy and then that you weren't enough. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's painful. I understand that because I've gone through that and still shift that stuff now. It doesn't just change overnight and you're like, oh, this super thing. No, no, no. There's layers to to, to, to that onion that you're always constantly stripping back. Because then you get through one th- one challenge or one hurdle, then the next one comes. It's like, well, how can I be how can I be better today? We can shift that perspective. You can go back to that child and tell it a new story. Because the one that has been told was one person's perspective on who and what you can be. Interesting tangent there. Relationships too. My lifestyle affected my relationships. It affected my friendships, my relationships with all people from all walks of life because I had this perception of women as a sexual object. I did. I watched porn when I was 10 years old and quit when I was 27. That's 17 years of porn. And, you know, if we can circle back to the start of this podcast where I was talking about that repetition. Porn and sex was a massive repetition inside my psyche. So I had seventeen years of porn and sex to undo. It didn't just happen overnight. I didn't just go snap my fingers and go, you know what? No, because that programming and that draw to it was still there. So over time, I had I've had to talk to myself and say, I love you, Nathan. I believe in everything you do. Success is yours. My name is Nathan Francis and good things always happen to me. I have a hypnosis recording that helps me reprogram my mind. And I listen to it every single night, every single morning to keep me away from porn. I didn't just do it once and then go, Oh, that hypnosis worked like going to the gym. I do it every morning and every night and it helps me stay away from that. And if I'm ever feeling it's like no, there's like a pull there now. It's like, but the pull was always towards it. There's like a pushback now. It's like no, and that resistance is getting longer. The resistance is getting longer because when I am drawn, there's a there's a pullback, energetic pullback, and it's mine. It's like no, I'm not going there now. But then I have that conscious awareness to ask myself that question: is why, where am I running? or why am i running towards this what am i running away from what's happened in my life th- throughout the day or the last few days that has that has that program inside my mind was always to run so why am i running why am i running and then i go back through and i always get the answer might be stressed might be angry tired I'm not usually tired much anymore, but sometimes it's like that on a surface level is great, but it was that little boy. That little boy would always run. I would always run to porn. I drank alcohol and I slept with a lot of women for a long time. I always run that way too. But when I quit those two things, the third was porn. It was the deepest one. And if you have multiple things that you're drawn to, such as alcohol, smoking, gambling, da 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 da, porn for me, it was easy to quit the alcohol. It was easy to quit the the casual sex stuff. It's not. I'm carrying on like a child, sleeping with women, treating them like shit. Like, come on, that's easy to walk to walk away from. Because then I wanted to build. The relationship that i have with myself to be like well i want to have an awesome relationship with a woman not what i was having three four years ago no no no, like a real one one that's built on love and trust and honesty and all those things that that we came here for what i was doing was the opposite of that i was running away from that and a good woman would come in I'd, I'd just run away but what i'm trying to the point i'm trying to make here is that we've all got these addictions or vices right well Pick the easiest ones and quit them. Like for me, it was alcohol and chasing girls. Chasing girls was an addiction due to porn. Quitting alcohol was easy. Like the COVID shit happened. (laughs) Love that word. The COVID shit happened. And it's like, well, I don't need to do this anymore. And I sat myself and faced some of my stuff back then. I was like, well, I don't need the drink to have a good time. I can have a good time and just be me without having the need to Numb myself or to get the courage to go and talk to a woman. I can do that sober. You know, so it was easy just to walk away from the drink because I stopped running. But then, as I said before, the repetition of porn, right? Psychologically, I was still drawn to porn. I quit all these scenes, but I was still, I was still every now and then watching porn because when things got hard I would I was still running I was running to the screen to watch the porn. But then I had the realization was if I'm why and then I asked myself why was I running because when anything everything when anything ever went wrong or hard in my life, porn was just that comfort that safety thing that I would just run to because hey, It's a beautiful woman on a screen, like it's pretty enticing for a ten year old boy. You know, some of them even say they'll take they'll take your troubles away. I was drawn to that as a ten year old. Not anymore. Not anymore. And our young boys out there, they're treating women so badly. And it's due to the excessive porn watching. Those TV shows, those movies, right? Two and a half men, friends. Charlie Sheen and Joey, like, come on. We're not trying to be them. We actually, we are. Well, men are, boys are trying to be them because that's, that's their perception of what a king should be. Well, that's not a king, boys, out there if you're listening. That's not being a king. Being a king is showing up every day, going to the gym every day, becoming the best version of yourself, working on your emotions, eating better food drinking more water, getting sunlight, not watching porn, not watching those shows and working on yourself and understanding why you did the things you did and then learning about masculinity, not the toxic one that they're, they're telling you about, real masculinity, leading by example for everyone to see, showing up for yourself, taking back control of the power that you've obviously lost and taking back control of your life too. Where are you not showing up for yourself, boys? And I, I could reel off a whole list of them, but I'm just going to – you can ponder that. Where are you not showing up for yourself right here, right now? I faced – I asked myself that question. Probably should ask myself that question more. There will be people out there in my circle that will be like, yes, Nathan, you should. I'm going to start doing that. Where am I not showing up? But if I felt drawn to porn, it's like, where am I running? What? Well, not where. Why am I running and where am I not showing up? Where am I not being the best that I can be? I had a few interesting things happen on the weekend. I resorted back to a bit, bit of a child when my brother and I were setting up, setting up my, new, my new barbecue. I'm happy to share that. It's like, I'm supposed to lead and be a problem solver. Not cracking a not throwing the toys out of the cot like I was on the weekend and going to my room. That's not being a man. That's not That's not showing up and that's not leading by example. <laughs> I can laugh about it now because I've dealt with it, but it's like I threw the toys out of the cot like a child and went to my room and just sat there and was like, fuck this. I can't build the barbecue stand. Well, actually I can. So next time it's like problem solved. Make it happen. Learn the lesson. The lesson for me was, if I want to show up and be the man that I want to be, imagine if that was my family there and I am just walked away and cracked it. Like, how's a woman going to feel when the man's not not building that? And he's just gone to his room and just said, fuck this. We show up. We problem solve. We breathe. We relax. And we make it happen. And that's the thing too, you know. We all breathe People breathe through their mouths all the time. Start nose breathing. I know a good guy, Kurt. If you're listening, breath work like it's so powerful. I've been doing breath work for a long time, but some of the techniques I've learned in the, in the last few weeks are super powerful. Looking forward to talking to Kurt. I'm getting, getting him on my podcast in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Breath work's powerful, men out there. Breathe through your nose, in through your uh, in through your nose and out through your mouth. So you breathe in four, three two out four three two in four three two out four three two actually i think there's a hold in there actually it's actually (laughs) it's four three two in hold four three two out four three two simple breathing technique it's called four 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 in four hold four out so Interesting, interesting tangents on this solo episode today. I'm very grateful to be sitting here though. I, I, I truly am. And some of the things I've shared are quite personal and I really hope that they can help you in your life too. And if you're ever stuck and you're ever lonely or you're feeling the way you're feeling and things are hard, right? It's the world today. They've made things extra, super hard for everyone by design, obviously. Can delve into that another time as to why this has all been made hard. This isn't done by chance. This isn't just bad luck. We all signed up to go through this process that we're going through right now. And if you understand what I'm saying, awesome. If if you don't, send me a message and I can give you some more clar- clarification on what I just said. None of this is happening by bad luck. None of what's going on here is 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 just bad luck, and it's just it's just the way it is. This is not the way it is, and this is not bad luck. So, yeah, we'll leave, that, we'll leave that one there. Otherwise, I'll get a little bit passionate, a little, little bit angry, which is fine, but there's a nice relaxing show today. But, yeah, if you're feeling these things and you're a bit stuck, you're a bit lonely, you can't quit that thing, you want to quit that thing, reach out. I've been where you've been and I was heavily addicted to porn for a long time. So I know what addiction's like and I know how to break free from it. And I know how to get deep into your layer of the onion and we can work that out together. We all owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our families and to the people around us to become the best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. We do. That's why we came here. We didn't come here to watch porn, drink alcohol, smoke, party, drugs. We didn't come here for all this shit. Came here for a human experience. We came here to feel things. We came here to learn things. We came here to become better. None of the things that people are doing in today's modern society are making them better. Before you crack open that bottle or before you light that durry or before you have you turn a vape on, don't even know how to turn it on, just ask yourself, is this making my life better or is this making my life worse and drag me down the gutter of misery? It's just regaining that conscious awareness of what you're doing. Is this making my life better or is this dragging me down the gutter of misery? Ponder it and then go, well, then maybe this isn't for me anymore. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I quit alcohol, left the friends that I used to have. I evolved, I changed, I grew, I accepted that. Sometimes we have to do these things to become better. You know, and not everyone's gonna evolve and change with you. And that was one of my biggest things to learn was that not everyone's gonna understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why I've made the choices that I've made, why I started this. Like not everyone's gonna understand. But if I sat in that and wanted to know why everyone didn't understand what I was doing, then that would then I would still be sitting in that and still people pleasing, going, Well, it's like fuck that. Fuck what Tom thinks down down the road. Fuck what Tom Dick and Harry think. Fuck what Jackie thinks, and whoever these people are, it's like, how? What do? You, how do you feel? And what do you think about it? It's the same with starting this podcast. I, it's awesome how many people listen to this now and and, and tune in. It's like if I had sat in the fact that that Tom Dick and Harry didn't agree with anything that me or my guests said that. What, I'm just going to stop because I upset someone? You follow me on social media, I post a lot of memes that I make myself that get you thinking about your emotions inside and that triggers the fuck out of a lot of people. But it's triggering an an, an emotional response for you to go within and go, well, why is that triggering me? Like I could sit here and post the world truths and do all that stuff. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not here for that. I'm here to trigger the truth within you to change because let's all change. Let's all be better. Let's all take that step forward. Let's all help Mother Earth shed her darkness by shedding ours. Let's let's all do that. Let's all shift with that. It's a lot better than the alternative. So if you're stuck and you're lonely and you're sad, you're frustrated, you're feeling all these feelings, you don't know why, Instead of just sitting there and just watching the porn and doing all those things, reach out and ask for help for someone, even if it's not from me, just someone. Just be like, hey, I need some help today. You know, I've got tons of free programs available, free advice too. We can jump on a Zoom call and we can have a chat about it and be like, hey, mate, I know why you do these things because I used to, I used to do, do them too. I did them on a daily basis. But we can change and we can grow and I can help you change, evolve and grow and help you adapt some routines into your life and some healthy habits that prevent you from ever going back to that state i know that if i don't show off myself and get to the gym for a couple of weeks yeah i'm feeling a bit feeling a bit woo woo feeling a bit crazy and i go and then it's like the drawbacks there it's like well i'm that habit is so habitual now that gym habit of 4am get up bang gone. that if i don't do that it's like of getting better at implementing something else. So on, on a weekend, is uh, two of my rest days, it's still getting up early. It's like creating content, making memes or doing a podcast or writing, just doing something at that time rather than laying in bed and then being drawn to the things I used to be drawn to. It's like, well, I can still implement. I not have to go to the gym, but I can still implement something good and go to the beach for a swim at that time, go for a beach walk, go for a walk, do something at that time. Rather than just laying in bed, it's like we can all do these things too. It's like finding what works for you and then just going for it. And the work I do and the, and having a podcast like this, I can talk freely and openly about the things that have helped me grow and the things that prevent me from growing. And that's this and that's this journey in, in in its core, and I definitely should do more solo. Solo podcast because I love the tangents that I get to go on with the walk and talks. So I sort of trim it to seven to ten minutes. Yeah, I'm on a good old forty-five minute tangent. I don't even know what I spoke about for most of this. I had to re-listen to it. But if there's one takeaway from listening to my solo chat today, it's you have the power to change. You've always had the power. You just believed that you didn't, but you actually do, and. That's powerful in itself, knowing how powerful you actually are, that you can actually change. That is powerful. You are powerful. You are wonderful. You're amazing. You are awesome. And I look forward to working with you. I look forward to you filling out the questionnaire where you put all of your shit there, right? Your first half of the questionnaire, all the things that have held you back. And if you go deep into that onion, then the the deepest, darkest places, then that's where we'll go. That's only one session. You got two more, three more, however many more you want. The next sessions, we go right. How do we let go of all of that shiny, all that dark shit to get to the shiny, to the shiny gold stuff you put in at, at the end? One of the questions in there is, if you had ten million dollars, what would you do with it? What'd you do with it? A lot of people go back. I want to, I want to build a nice house for my family, a nice car, a nice family, a nice. On land, yada yada, yada. It's like, well, I can help you get to that place. But all of those things that you put in the first half of that questionnaire is what was holding you back from ever taking that step. And for me, taking that step towards the dreams I've spoken openly about was that child being told that you shouldn't be writing what the other children are writing about. See how it's one person's perspective of who you can be. If someone out there is listening, there's six billion people out on this planet. Think you'll find someone that's going to resonate with you. So why not take that chance? And if you're listening, watching, ponder this too before we go. We all fear being in that state, in that room where we're crossing over, transitioning into the afterlife, right? We're dying or this body's dying. We're sitting in that room looking at our family members in the eye, aren't we? We're fearing being in that place where we're looking at them saying, I could have, I should have. I would have, I didn't. You let fear get in the way. You let Mrs. Crabtree down at the local school tell you that you shouldn't write so you stop writing. You let the kids in your grade four classroom laugh at you when you spoke, stop you from ever doing what you wanted to do because because Mrs. Crabtree said you couldn't and because the grade four kids laughed at you so you stopped it and you blocked it and you, you didn't do it. Then you're laying there. You're laying there and you're going, Mrs. Crabtree told me I couldn't do it, so I didn't. But then you regret it. Then you regret it. And then you look at them going, I could have, I should have, I would have, and I didn't. How about you flip the script? How about you go back to Mrs. Crabtree down there at the, at the local school and you tell her that that's your opinion of what I can be and do? Thank you. I love you. But I'm going to go away and do this instead. And then you go back to that child and you say, hey, buddy, that's one person's opinion. There's 6 billion people on this planet. Think you can find someone that's going to resonate with you? Go away and do it anyway. Wouldn't that be better than sitting in the fact, oh, Mrs. Crabtree told me I couldn't, so I didn't. Go back to that child. Tell him a new story. Tell her a new story. Watch your life change. And then go away and do that thing you came here to do. So that when you're on that deathbed, when you're, this body transitions, well, this body dies, but you transition, you go to the family members that are sitting there and you go, hey, guess what? Mrs. Crabtree down at the local school said, I shouldn't write something, but I wrote it anyway. And I did what I came here to do and I did this and I did that, I did that, did this, did that, did that, did this. I did all these. I did all this awesome shit. I lived a life of my dreams and I did what I came here to do. See you later. Isn't that already a better place to be in than the, than the one of regret? So I'll leave you with this question. What would you rather? Regret or I'm looking forward to guiding you in the next life. Lights out, show over. This has been the Breaking Free Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Francis, for your third or fourth solo episode I look forward to bringing you some awesome guests soon. I've got some rippers in the queue waiting to just jump on. So, I've got some awesome guests there, some awesome content coming. Stay tuned and reach out anytime and ask for help because that single step of doing that will change your life. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening and watching wherever in the world you are. And if there's one takeaway, go out and be awesome. Catch up.